Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy, and it is so good to have you back with me today. Uh, this is Friday, um, or any particular day you may be listening to this podcast, uh, and I hope you are having a great day. This is our fourth podcast for 2021, and we are thrilled to be in this year. We are thrilled to be a part of your recovery and this recovery movement uh, at Recovery Guy. And uh, you can visit us, recoveryguy.org, recovery underscore guy on Instagram, the Recovery Guy on um, Facebook. And I'm going to be relaunching my uh, YouTube channel uh, very soon. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be talking with my good buddy, Jay Roberts. And he and I are going to put together, we've got like 32 video segments that we did a few years ago uh, on Vimeo. And we're going to be looking to publish those uh, as part of our overall recovery movement. And so we'll be letting you know what's going to be uh, going on with there. Of course, on Tuesday's podcast, I'm going through the steps. A shout out to my daughter, Carol, and her suggestion to do that. Um, this last Tuesday was uh, step two, uh, a sound mind equals better decisions. And then, of course, next Tuesday, we will, we will be working on step three. But every Friday is... Um, dedicated to the regular topical discussions um, that uh, we like to get into. So today is called Stop the Digging, right? Stop the Digging. Before I get into that, though, I want to share with you, and hopefully I can do it justice. I usually do this when I'm public speaking in front of an audience uh, and, and because it's a visual thing. But uh, it's it's a story of uh, uh, it's the polar bear story, and I've I've shared it a couple times before. Um, I think uh, on on a podcast maybe a year or so ago, something like that, year and a half ago. Anyway, the polar bear story is the story of a zoo that gets donated a polar bear, and they're so excited because. They don't have a polar bear and they really want to add to their exhibit and they realize a polar bear, such a, a great, powerful illustration of nature in the animal kingdom. And I and I don't think, kind of like the lion doesn't, uh, it's pretty much top of the food chain, right? In It's in habitat. Uh, and so the polar bear is this domestic powerful, beautiful animal uh, that pretty much dominates um, the Antarctic. Anyway, so, so this zoo gets donated this polar bear, but they don't have a polar bear exhibit, right? So a real challenge here, but in the meantime, they get this polar bear and it's in this giant cage and they've got this 
area where the polar bear habitat is going to be built. So they put this polar bear on display because they want to get people and the kids excited. They want to begin raising and having a fundraiser to, to get all these funds available to build this beautiful polar bear habitat so they can have this polar bear on display and the kids can learn about it and see it in its natural form or as natural as it can be in this zoo for the enjoyment of the, of the public and the visitors who come to this particular zoo. So they've got this polar bear and it's in this giant cage, of course, because polar bears are really large. And and they and they start their fundraising and they've designed, you know, the habitat so they know what it's gonna look like. They got the big picture out there and and they start raising money and and they're starting to plan the ceremony. Now in the meantime, like I previously stated, this polar bear is on display and in this giant cage and and really all the polar bear is able to do is go three steps to the left and three steps to the right. And it goes three steps to the left and three steps to the right. And that's essentially this polar bear's existence. And a year passes and the second year passes and finally finally the zoo has raised all the money they've dug all the ground they've created this beautiful habitat and finally the day comes the town is excited the crowd is excited got the mayor there and all the dignitaries of the town and they have this fabulous ribbon cutting ceremony and they are going to release this polar bear finally into its own habitat and the moment comes and the ribbon is cut and simultaneously the four walls to the cage are dropped and the polar bear looks at its new habitat and looks at the crowd and with bated breath and anticipation, they can't wait for this polar bear to interact in its new habitat. And the polar bear gets ready and it goes three steps to the left and three steps to the right, three steps to the left and three steps to the right. And I tell you that because sometimes in recovery, we are guilty of doing that. We come into recovery and we are given an opportunity of a lifetime. We are given truths and a point of relation and identification that is beyond anything we have ever seen or anything we can remember either our whole life or certainly in our, in our distant or recent memory. And yet we come in, we're given the keys to the kingdom, we're given hope, we're given opportunity, we're given friends, we have a degree of fellowship, a degree of opportunity, of belonging without judgment. And we go three steps to the left and three steps to the right. Today's podcast and everything we do at Recovery Guy is to encourage each and every one of us to explore, to reach for our greatness, to have that, that hierarchy of need, as Maslow talks about, where we can get to that 
self-expression and we can get to an accumulation of, of really realizing our actualization, that we understand that there's nothing wrong with our middle name being more and never being satisfied because we always know that we can be a better version of who we are, that where we're at today does not have to be at where we're at tomorrow. Again, every day you've heard me say it. If you're a listener to this, I want to be a better version of me today than I was yesterday so I can be better equipped to assist you. And that's how we need to view our life as our opportunity. Never settle for going three steps to the left and three steps to the right. We have been given the keys to the kingdom. We have been given a habitat of wellness and recovery. We have a power greater than ourselves, God of our own understanding, who wants us to achieve greatness. We are endowed by our Creator for greatness. But the first thing we have to do is stop the digging. Many, many years ago, I heard a very descriptive term regarding addiction. And it was called the hole of no hope. Have you ever heard that term before? The hole of no hope. So often at the depth and the bottom of our addiction to the depths of our hopelessness, we fall into a space where we think there is no hope. And we are crying out for help. And that seemed to describe my addictive behavior better than anything I had ever heard. And like I said, I, I did not hear it. I heard it a number of years ago. I think back in like 2008. So about nine, uh, what, 12, 13 years ago, I had first heard this. And I had been sober many years but it was one of those things I, I had heard that just gave me a greater understanding of where I really came from. Because so much of my life has been sorting out and, and come to, coming to areas of realization. We don't understand everything all at once. And, and that's the beauty of the discovery. That's the beauty of the journey. We discover things along the way. We find different pieces of the puzzle. I think I figured this out, but then I find this, find this other piece and I come to a greater realization and understanding of what happened to me prior to coming to recovery, what got me to recovery, and the things that have occurred along my way. Had I heard that term prior to my recovery, I would have discounted it. I would have because I never wanted to think I was without hope as I was sinking deeper and deeper into this despair. Most people who are without hope will not admit how hopeless they are. Because if we admit how hopeless we are and how committed to staying in the hole our addictive and negative behavior has caught us in, if we admit, then we might be 
accountable to getting out and we can't get out. We don't believe we can get out. We've surrendered. That is why, that is why 100% abstinence is required for sobriety. That is why we can never go back to that state of hopelessness. One of the things I heard the other day that will even lend more credence to the statement I just made, and it was really pretty cool because it wasn't even on recovery. It was on a news show. I was just listening to some uh, political news, uh, and, and it talked about uh, a particular people in despair and were in a negative position. And they said, interest, interestingly enough, they said the first rule of being in a hole is to stop digging. Isn't that great? The first thing we need to understand when we are in a hole is to stop digging. In other words, stop the negative behavior, and that is why 100% abstinence is required for sobriety, for me anyway, because I have addictive and compulsive um, uh, indicators that say once I start, I can't stop. That is why I have a, a physical allergy that mandates that when I start drinking or using, there is no end in sight, right? Where 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 one is not enough and a, and 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 even a thousand is not enough there is no end in sight for me when i begin down this path so the first rule for any of us in any area is to stop digging to recognize that we are in a hole i love one of the things i had heard back in the early 90s maybe 94 95 I had heard about a rut, and a rut, they termed it as a grave with both ends kicked out, and if we don't get out of the rut, we will die there, because it is a grave with both ends kicked out, and so not only do we need to stop digging, but once we stop digging, we need to make a determination to get out of the rut that we're in. So how do we do that? First of all, again, we need to stop digging. But then we need to find a way, find a path to remove ourselves. Obviously, one of the things that we really need to do along the way is to change our thinking in regards to how we view ourselves. To, to stop viewing ourselves in a negative connotation and even how we look at ourselves in a physical way. And I've had to do this, you know, as a person who would see himself as a complete failure. As again, so many of you know, before I came into Alcoholics Anonymous, I went to Gamblers Anonymous. And I'd become bulimic and a compulsive overeater and addicted to pornography, alcohol and drugs. I was just a mess. So on so many different levels, 
And I was a bad employee. I was a terrible husband. I was a father who abandoned his children. I saw myself in so many negative lights that part of my stopping digging, to stop digging, was to begin viewing myself differently so I continually did not see myself as this person of despair. Because when you see yourself as in despair, as a person who is disparaging, you will want to cover that up. And so I begin to, I continue to drink, I continue to use, I continue to engage in that negative behavior. And that was part of my digging my hole even deeper. And so once I came into recovery and I became resolved into not doing those negative things, especially in alcohol and drugs and committed to 100% abstinence as the 12 steps of recovery uh, indicate mandate, right? I knew I could no longer be a normal drinker or a normal drug user. I had to stop 100% and admit my powerlessness and, and how unmanageable my life had become. That was my first level of stop digging. But in order for me not to dig again, I, I had to begin to view myself differently. I had to, I had to begin changing my self image. I would later become obese again. I would, I would gain almost the 400 pounds. So I even know from weight loss, I needed to begin looking at myself differently, even in a physical mirror. But I also needed to change my inner reflection of me as well. What did I see when I saw me uh, from the inside out, not from the, as well as the outside in? Seeing myself from the outside in, would remind me of my failure, even in personal recovery. I was clean and sober many years when I gained all that weight. I got into a um, uh, just a, a travel depression. I was traveling so often and my eating habits became so negative and I was away from home for a week at a time, two weeks at a time. I'd come back for two or three days and I'd get back out on the road and just so many bad habits. I still wasn't drinking or using, but other areas of my life got in my way. And I began to develop these bad habits that caused me to gain all of this weight. And so I even needed to stop digging there, but I needed to begin viewing myself differently as a person who had value in, in a different way. I began viewing myself as a person who wanted to live longer. And so that self-awareness of how I viewed myself, obviously how I, how I pictured myself verbally, how I would refer to myself in my own mind. So my personal self-view was changed or, or even um, substantiated by my self-talk. Again, and I was sharing this with a person the other day, the most powerful version or view of me lives within me. 
any nothing you say or do to me has value until I agree with it. It really doesn't matter if you say something positive or negative to me. If I accept it or reject it, for me, then it becomes true. And a lot of times I will tell myself things to validate how I feel toward me and vice versa. So the first thing in stop digging is to begin to reverse my view of me, how I refer to me, how I see me, how I consider me, and how I project me. Once I begin doing those things, I begin removing myself from the hole of no hope. I begin to enjoy the habitat that I've been given instead of being that polar bear who would restrict my movement even though I have unfettered freedom. So instead of going three steps to the left and three steps to the right, I have an opportunity to explore everything there is about my personal recovery. One of the greatest things that I understand about being a Christian and about being in personal recovery, according to the 12 steps of recovery, is I am a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. All things become new. In, in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it says that I can go anywhere and do anything providing my motives are good. Isn't that wonderful? I no longer have a restriction on who I am, what I do. So what, what did I do? When I was 39 years old, I was a high school dropout. I dropped out of high school January 3rd of 1972 because I could. I was going to graduate in May, but I was so angry and so convinced my life was going to be dictated in a way that I did not want to participate in. My attitude was, I'll show you, I'll kill me. I'll do everything negative I possibly can to demonstrate to you I have power. <laughs> what was I doing? I was, I was, I had a false sense of power. I was digging my hole deeper. So I dropped out of high school. I was going to graduate in May that same year. Just in four and a half months, I would have graduated. And yet I found it necessary to drop out. I was 39 years old and I went back to college. I had already gotten my GED through adult education a couple of years later after I dropped out of high school. Now I went back to college to get my degree in alcohol and drug studies so I could be a certified alcohol drug counselor and a person involved in mental health and wellness. It was so enlightening. It was so exciting because I learned so much about my personal recovery. I was about seven years in personal recovery when I went back to school. And not only did I get a, a paper degree, and I did quite well, by the way, I was on the dean's list and president's list. Very exciting. Not bad for a high school dropout, right? But we people of recovery, we can do anything once we decide to stop digging. 
but it also was an indicator that I had value beyond even my own understanding. I began to really explore opportunities and to expand my personal recovery by having greater avenues to assist other people along the way. In that time, I've worked in so many different modalities of treatment. I've been a a, a lower court counseling, first-time drug offender program, social model recovery, medical model recovery. I was a counselor in a dual diagnosis facility. I was a DUI, certified DUI instructor in the state of California. It, it, it really enlarged and increased my understanding. So now I go into prisons and treatment centers and conduct Zoom meetings. I've become everything I've wanted to become and I'm not even done right? But the first thing I had to do was stop digging, stop burying myself in the belief and the understanding that I had no or limited value. My value is unmatched. My value is unmeasurable. The power that's greater in me, God that lives in me and empowers me, tells me, I can be anyone or anything, providing that I'm willing to do the work to get there. Where are you with that? Do you have limitations? Are you that polar bear that can only go three steps to the left or three steps to the right? Are you that person who is engaged in negative self-talk that says you can only do so much because you are only so much? No. If we are people of recovery, if we are people of redemption, if we are a people who says, I can be anything that I want to be and achieve the heights that I want to achieve, and I'm not done on the journey till I'm done in life, then we can have it all. We are given the keys to the kingdom. Why not unlock the door and the next door and the next door and the next door and to see how high in our understanding of life and living can we really be and encourage others along the way? That might be the greatest gift I have in my personal recovery is the encouragement I can give to Chaz and Tess and Wendy and Angela and Susie and Eddie Beto and everyone along the way to Scott, to Melissa, to the women at Welcome Home Sober Living, to, to, to the men in the, in the institution in Pelican, right? To the point of the mountain, to the women in that correctional facility in Draper. Everywhere we go, to the women of Orange House, to the people at Steps, everywhere we go to assist other people, we have a message of hope. I remember what it says in the big book. It says, if, if newcomers could see no joy in our existence, they wouldn't want it. And if you get anything from these podcasts, I want you to feel the energy, the commitment, the joy, the inspiration I feel and I share because I want you to be where I am at. I want you to exceed where I'm at. 
I have over 34 years of personal recovery and it is mind-blowing. I have a relationship that's over 32 years going strong. The relationship I have with my five children is solid and loving and growing. With my 10 grandchildren is unbelievable. As an employee, as a person of recovery who deals with wellness on a regular basis, my life is better and better and better. Why? Because I made a decision to stop digging. And when I did, I decided to grow. And the growth is continual. Please be a part of that. Stop digging and start growing. And I hope along the way, you feel the sense of excitement and energy and accomplishment that I am feeling in this moment. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope this all made sense. I know I chase a rabbit here and there, and sometimes I don't always come back to the trail, but I hope it always makes sense to one degree or another. Thank you so much for your continual support. Go to recoveryguy.org. Go to recovery underscore guy on Instagram. Go to the recovery guy on Facebook. Go to patreon.com forward slash recovery guy to donate monthly. Go to Venmo for that one-time gift, Robert hyphen pardon hyphen three. Be a part of this recovery movement. Go to recoveryguy.org for all the podcasts, also all the blogs. And remember, every other week, my dear friend Susie, who is my Al-Anon buddy, does a blog for us. And you won't want to miss Susie's blog. Every other Tuesday, she is committed to creating a blog for us so we can get another way of looking at things and into her wisdom of her personal recovery as she had a husband of addiction that she is recovering from as she would be the proud mom of three amazing teenagers and a professional medical professional as well. Susie has overcome so much to give so much back. Any way you look at it, we are here with you and for you. And as always, my name is Robert and I am the Recovery Guy.